Hi everyone, this is Jessica Chen and you are listening to the Communicating Confidently podcast. Each episode is meant to teach and inspire you to find new ways to level up your speaking skills. Because here's the truth, it's possible and I'm so thrilled you're here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button and share this episode with your friends and family. Now let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Communicating Confidently podcast. Today, I am chatting with Bonnie Marcus, and she is an executive coach, a best-selling author, and the expert when it comes to thinking about your career advancement. And that's why we are talking about communicating to get promoted. We're going to be talking about how to do it. Who do you talk to? How do you build that influence so that when you do ask for it, there is no doubt that you're going to get it? And more importantly, how can you stay visible? Because actions absolutely speak louder than words. Now, Bonnie is the perfect person to talk to about this because she actually works with a lot of folks in more senior manager positions. So she's truly seen it all. So whether you are just starting out in your career mid-career, or even later in your career, there's a lot of things that we're going to be talking about today that's related to communications and getting promoted that you'll definitely want to think about. So let's get into it. Bonnie, I know I did a quick introduction of you, but love to hear more about you, the work that you do. Please share it with our audience. Okay. Well, um, I think it's important for this conversation anyway, uh, to let people know that I started out my career as a kindergarten teacher. And uh, circumstances, a lot of personal circumstances. I had two young kids. I was divorced at a very young age and I needed to find a nine to five job. And so I got into business really to survive necessity, Um, but I never had business training. And my story is that I started at an entry level and made it to CEO of a national company um, over the course of my corporate career. And I left my corporate career in 2007. I got certified an executive coach and started my own business. Um, And I have been coaching and writing and speaking since then. One of the things that I really recognized when I was in in corporate was there were so many talented people who were being overlooked. And I decided that that was going to be the focus of my coaching. And I would work especially with women who I felt were invisible and really needed to figure out how to get on the radar, you know, how to let people know what they were doing and the value of that. So um, that's pretty much what I do in a nutshell. I love that. And it's actually a great introduction, which, by the way, I will say everybody needs to kind of hone in also their introduction because people are always going to ask you, tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I always love asking this question to my guests because I also love to hear, like, how is it that you talk about yourself? What is it that you say? Because I think everybody can also think about when somebody asks me, how can I, you know, showcase my work, what I've been doing? And I love the way you actually flowed. You started kind of from the beginning. You mentioned, so Bonnie, I have to ask you, so you mentioned you started working, but you didn't have any of that business experience yet. 
you were able to make it up to this role of a CEO. Okay, how does one do something like that? And I'm happy to share my story too. Yeah, um, well, I learned business on the job. So um, my first job really was managing a large physician practice um, in a, car a cardiac rehab center. It was a joint venture. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be hired with no skills. Really. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I knew how to balance my checkbook at the time. And here I was running a business. But I, I say I was fortunate because the management company that hired me to run this center uh, taught me the business. And um, from there, I, you know, I leveraged those skills going forward. And so um, I think I'm a sponge and was really open to learning, learning new things, um, curious about new and perhaps innovative ways to be more efficient, productive in my management style, and of course, uh, communication. You touched on something of like, okay, so of course, running a business, it requires being able to hit metrics, performance, of course, that matters. But I always feel that business, a lot of it's really just about understanding people, understanding what their motivations are, you know, what is it that they desire? And then for you, whether you are a CEO or not, it's being able to communicate so it aligns. Um, I want to dive into that a little bit. But before we do, I want to just welcome everybody who just joined. We have over 60 people who are tuning in right now, which is fantastic. For those who just jumped on, I'm here with my friend Bonnie Marcus, and we're talking about communicating to get promoted. And for those who didn't hear me earlier, this is going to be about 30, 35 minutes. And we're just going to be chatting and sharing all the tactical tips, really, of what you can walk away with when it comes to positioning yourself to get that promotion. Okay. So Bonnie, I have to ask you, did you have to position yourself to get that role? And how did you position yourself? Uh, and how do you encourage other people who you work with to position themselves in their workplace so they can get that promotion, which I'm sure they rightly deserve? Well, you know, going into that first uh, job interview, um, I knew that I couldn't say, oh, I'm so qualified because I've had like five years of experience and I know how to manage a team and I know business. Um, that was obvious. But what I did do was um, position myself as somebody who understood what they were trying to accomplish um, and really made a personal connection at that point. Um, my father had a heart attack at an early age at 57. Um, and so cardiac rehabilitation was something that I really understood. I grew up in a medical family. I let them know I certainly wasn't intimidated by physicians and I could hold them accountable. Um, and that um, I, you know, I was passionate about about the topic because it had been it had been a personal thing and the other thing which people i can probably hear 60 people laughing at this um i was an aerobics instructor you know and for me cardiac fitness was also something that was very very important and though it doesn't sound like anything that a business would be interested the important point here is that i aligned who i am 
and what I bring to the table at that point, even though it wasn't business skills, with what they wanted and what they needed, who they they really wanted to run run their center. Mm-hmm. And that's a pattern that I continued throughout my career is that um, what does my future employer uh, want and need? What are their objectives? What are they hoping to achieve? And how can I, based on what I bring to the table, help them achieve that? And I've helped hundreds of women especially uh, get promoted with that same kind of formula. It's what's your value proposition? How can you help your organization, your manager, your department? Um, What are they hoping to achieve? And you connect the dots between what you can offer and what they need. You touched on so many points that I want to highlight and a lot of it. So I guess starting from the first one, you know, when it comes to engaging and interacting with people, you know, I sometimes I think a lot of us can have this like head down mentality where we're like, oh, my gosh, I have this long list of to do's at work. Right. But when you're engaging with people, I mean, in the end, whether you're in business or you're in like pharmaceuticals or you're an engineer or whatever industry you're in, we're all in a business of other people. It's because we are in a working environment, right? It's not just us and our screen, even though sometimes it can feel like it. But because of that, I think we have to always just remember when we're engaging with people, we always have to be mindful of, okay, if I want to be strategic in positioning myself, let me think about what other people care about. And then making sure that whatever it is that I want to communicate, I tailor my message to what they care about because that's how you can earn their ear. That's how you can essentially also gain visibility in their eyes because you're saying something that resonates with them. So human nature, right? Um, If you go in with like an elevator pitch, which I hate elevator pitches, right? So you've got this formula and and you memorize it, go in and you you pitch yourself. Um, People are going to tune out. Where they're going to tune in is when you make it more about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just human nature. So the the way that you can engage um, in a in a powerful way is to make that connection where it's not just about you, but how you can help them, how you can serve them, um, and then you've got their interest. Um, another point that you brought up um, a couple of minutes ago is that you know, that head down mentality is really a career killer. I mean, you know, we think, wow, if if we get really great results and we work hard, people are going to notice and we're, we're going to get promoted. We're going to get ahead. And unfortunately, people are too busy. They're doing their own thing. Um, you're not going to be on the radar unless you make it your intention to do so. And to let people know what results you're getting and the quality of your work and how it's going to help them. So I think, especially when we first enter the workplace, we think, oh, this is what we need to do. We need to work really hard and get the results. And all that is important. Don't get me wrong. But you need to communicate that. I have a story uh, that I wanted to share about this head down mentality. So that's something that really resonates with me because 
uh, I've always been kind of taught along the notion of, you know, you don't want to kind of like rock the boat, just kind of do your work, do a good job. And, you know, your boss will notice. And it's true. You know, they will say great job. But I really think that if you want to be top of mind, that's a different strategy to be top of mind and just doing good work are two different things. So I remember uh, when I was a reporter many, many years ago, you know, for us in the journalism field, we would usually get our assignments of the day, right? Okay, so you're covering the story, you're covering that story. And then we would go off and do it. And I remember once we once I went off and did my story, I just did it. And I reported it, I broadcasted it. And that was the end of my day. Even though the day itself consisted of so many little like, you know, twists and turns, I couldn't get people this dead, this thing fell through. But the days where it would be a success, right? I remember I told myself, you know, I can't just keep those successes and those wins in me. I have to be able to share it with people. So I remember one day in particular, I had this like very high profile story that I was assigned and I was able to get the people to interview with me, which is sometimes very hard to do to get people to say, yes, they were, they're willing to interview, but I got the person that my boss really wanted. I got them on camera. I interviewed them. It became like one of the top stories in our market. And my typical reaction would have just been like, okay, I mean, I'm happy. I got it. I'm happy. My boss is happy, but I made sure to be very verbal with it and say things like, Hey, I'm so excited. Did you see I got this person? Did you hear what they had to say? You know, so I was essentially coaxing them to get them excited as well, even though they knew I did the story. But hearing my excitement also made them excited. And of course, it made me top of mind, too. So yeah. I like to share that story. And another point that I want to pick up on is you're, you're talking about you, you want to share the results you had, right? you really need to be strategic about who you're sharing it with. And so, um, you know, I talk about how important it is to build a strategic network of, you, you know, people who are key stakeholders, who if you want to get promoted, you need to be visible. They need to understand your value. Um, allies and champions who can advocate for you when you're not in the room. Um, and, really to make it your intention to be in front of these people, whether it's, um, you know, say it's a key stakeholder that has um, a, a pet project that they're working on now, you know, volunteer and, and be on that initiative if you can, um, just so they can see you firsthand and what, you, what you're achieving. So creating a strategic network is really, it, it, the most important thing, and I will say that every promotion that I received, except for that first job interview, was through a referral, through my network. Somebody who said they had worked with me, they opened up a door um, and um, advocated for me. So I can't, you know, if you're going to talk about your value proposition and what you bring to the table, it's really important that your network knows it. Mm -hmm. and, and touching on that point, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are very familiar with, you know, reach out to your network, right? If you want to get promoted, but I will also say you need to think two steps ahead, right? You can't just always go in with the ask to ask your network to make an introduction. You have to build some sort of relationship first, you have to build a sense of like rapport and connection with people in your network 
so that the moment you do go in for that ask, hey, I saw you know, you know, Susan from this company, can you help introduce me? It's not just so, you know, transactional. It's because you no, have a relationship. No, no. Yeah, not at all. And um, especially for anyone who wants to make a move in their company um, and build these relationships, it's important to say, set up a coffee or a lunch and ask them about themselves first. People love to talk about themselves. So that's what I mean. You know, you don't go in the door with the ask or the elevator pitch. It's like you want to learn more about them. You want to know what kind of work they're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And are they having any challenges? Because perhaps you can help. And that's where you link, you know, your value proposition um, by either coaching them, giving them advice, or in fact, helping them with a particular challenge that they're having. And those are the building blocks, you know, those. Absolutely. Well, Bonnie, you've already said so many great golden nuggets, and I hope people are taking notes in terms of like what to do. But again, for those who are just jumping on, again, I would want to do a quick welcome for everybody who's just joining Bonnie and I. We're talking about communicating to get promoted. We're talking about building relationships. We're talking about building your own value proposition. You know, we're talking about taking that initiative to reach out to people. Like we just said, if you if you approach it right and say, hey, I love, you know, where you are. I love this work that you're doing. I love to learn more. If you kind of like, you know, bolster people up a little bit, people are very happy to talk about their work. You know, if you kind of compliment oh, that. Very happy. Um and I think it, it'll also catch them off guard a little bit, you know, because they're they're expecting you to want something from them. No, I just really want to get to know you and the kind of work that you're doing. And mm -hmm. um, that that goes a long, long way. Yeah. And for somebody who runs their own business, you know, such as myself, um, I actually don't do too much like sales or anything like that. You know, what has really helped propelled my business to where it is today is because of those relationships I've had It's because of the referrals that I've been given. It's obviously because I, I do a, I do a good job. Right. Of course, that's like that's important for everybody. you got to do a good job. But it's also about that relationship that you're building with your clients, your coworkers, right, that they like you as a person. Right. They like you as a person, but they're like, oh, you should work with my friend at this company or you should work with like this person. I know that company. Right. Because, again, and I think this is not just business. It's just work, career, careers. It's just all about relationships. It's all about how work, how you work well with people. Are you you know, it's I, I just I, I, yeah, I cannot stress that enough. Um, we do have um, a question from one of the audience that I wanted to bring up, Bonnie, if you're OK yeah. with that. Yeah. So this is from Whitney. Hi, Whitney. So she says, do you believe you have to kiss ass to get promoted? <laughs> so, yeah. Bonnie, what are your thoughts about that? Do you have to, you know, yeah, how how do you how do you approach it? And I know sometimes it can be a delicate line. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think the really important thing is to is to be politically savvy. And of course, that's the, you know, that's a big topic in my first book, The Politics of Promotion, because the politics can really blindside you. Um, so given the culture of your department, your organization, um, how do you position yourself or how do you uh, 
um, stay visible in a way that isn't going to piss everybody else off, right? And and kissing ass really has um, a bad connotation. For me, it's like maybe kissing ass means a political animal, right? Where they're not necessarily doing the work, but they're out there just promoting themselves and bragging and, and all that kind of thing. And that I would I would never, never recommend. Figure out a way um, to make yourself valuable. Um, and, and as I said before, to help others. And if it's your manager, what's really important to your manager? You know, what motivates them? And then, um, you know, figure out a way where you can help them um, to reach whatever their objectives are. Um, it's, it's a much more powerful way than, um, you know, kissing ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, when I think of the word, you know, kissing ass, I feel like it's not about just like showering compliments that's coming from a place of, you know, in authenticity, right? It's not like you're just like complimenting people just to compliment people, but you don't truly feel it. I actually feel like what you just said too, Bonnie, you know, you want to make sure that if you are, you know, being pleasant with people, which I think is very important in the workplace, you want to try to be pleasant with people. But more importantly, it's what you just said. It's just knowing what other people need, knowing what other people want, and just making sure that when you're engaging with them, that you're speaking to that. Uh, is that kissing ass? I don't really think that's kissing ass. I think it's just, you know, you just understand people, right? And I think you understand what they need. And as a result of that, people will look at you favorably. So is that, yeah. Just, yeah, you know, I mean, if I would say one of the most important things is to pay attention. Yeah. You no, know, I talk in, in my, in my book a lot about what you need to pay attention to. So you won't be blindsided. So you get the lay of the land and um, you know, that really helps you to position yourself re really well. If you don't know, what other people want or need or how they're challenged, you can certainly ask them, you know, over the course of a casual conversation, like, how's work going, you know? Um, what kind of projects you're working on? And um, I know I noticed that something, you know, that project was really stalled or it was sidelined, you know? Um, is there something that I can help you with? Or So those kinds of casual conversations where you're learning, you're paying attention, you're learning about other people around you um, goes a long, long way. Yeah, trust me. I know people get so cringy when they hear the word politics. Oh, there's politics in my office. Everybody hates that, right? Because essentially when I hear the word, yeah, I think when people hear the word politics, the word that I think is like, it's you say that word because something is unfair to you, right? You just attribute it to politics. Oh, it's just politics. But I feel like you can be a little bit more strategic. Like if you do feel it's quote unquote unfair in the workplace, you know, instead of, you know, going in with this like victim mentality of like, oh, this sucks. I hate it. You know, think about, okay, how can I essentially position myself so that I can also make sure that I'm in on whatever is going on, right? Um, again, it's, it's one of those things where I think in any career, it's really just about understanding people. And even if it's somebody, okay, trust me, even if you're working with somebody and you don't have like the best working relationship, you guys kind of have some friction, you know, in your communications or whatever, you know, it's just 
trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes and communicating the way they want to be communicated can really change things around. So um, we have another question, Bonnie, that I wanted to pull up. And this is actually a really good one. So this one's from Jane. How do you increase your visibility within the organization when you're working at a satellite office and you do not get to meet with leadership regularly? Uh, before you dump, jump into that, Bonnie, I want to say, Jane, I actually have a course literally on this topic. It's actually on LinkedIn. <laughs> and so be sure to check it out. It's it's really, it's just called building your visibility in a remote working world. And it's on LinkedIn. So after this, in another tab, you can go look that up. But I talk about how to build your visibility when we're all working remotely. But Bonnie, I want to get your thoughts on this question. Um, yeah, so um, this actually uh, became much more of a challenge with the pandemic, right? Um, where everybody was, for the most part, working from home. Um, now it's it's probably more of a challenge because some people are in the office and some people are working from home. And the people who are in the office definitely have the advantage, right? Um, because they're visible all the time and they can have these casual kinds of, of conversations. Um, the first thing is to understand that um, you, you need to be intentional about your visibility. And if you're in, say, um, a Zoom meeting, which a, a, you know a lot of people are constantly, how can you um, be more visible in that meeting? So I, you know, I will coach my clients to say, okay, what's the agenda of the meeting? Do your homework. What can you do to prepare so that you can either come up with some kind of an idea or a comment? Um, and if somebody else makes a comment that you think is valuable, make sure you reach out to them afterwards and compliment them and say, I really like that idea. And have you thought about this? Um, you know, don't just sit there like, um, you know, the, an avatar. <laughs> You know, um, make sure that and do your homework um, to do that. Uh, the more you can have conversations and reach out to people, even if it's on Zoom, if you have a virtual coffee um, is really important with your manager, especially. Um, I advise my clients to do a weekly status report. Um, of everything that you have achieved during that week, what you worked on, what some of your challenges are. And if you're not meeting with them one-on-one -on -one, send anyway, so that they have a written record of things that, that you're working on. The status report is like, you know, really, really important. Um, and another tip, um, depending on where you work, is to actually create a visibility plan. So what does that work? What does that look like in your organization? Will you be more visible if you sit on this particular committee, Will you, or if you work on this particular project? Uh, what are some ways that you can, um, you know, uh, put yourself on the radar depending on where you are? Is there a leadership group? You know, is there some kind of a employee resource group? Um, that gives you visibility, especially with an executive sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. Who might be um, who might be associated with that group. So, actually, write down, you know, think of it, put it down on paper that this is your plan on how to stay visible. 
And as far as meetings, definitely be intentional, do your homework and make sure you have the opportunity to raise your hand. Visibility and promotions go hand in hand. There's no doubt about that. And I'm seeing somebody said, Mary, I like that idea, a visibility plan. You know, the the key words that I want to talk about here is in order to be visible to get that promotion, you got to get up, you got to get out, right? And I mean, I'm talking virtually too, not like also like you have to be in the office necessarily, but you got to get up and get out and you have to find ways within your organization to keep yourself top of mind. Because like we mentioned at the very beginning of this talk, most people are pretty busy doing their own work. Most people kind of are focused on themselves, right? So how can you keep yourself top of mind? I mean, I always say some very simple, low hanging fruits is just if you get an email, right? And it's like a group email where like, you know, there's a bunch of people CC'd on it, you know, sometimes even just adding in your two cents. It doesn't have to be like a long response, but just saying like, hey, love that idea, exclamation mark, and just replying all just so people can see your name from time to time and they know that you're there. I think even just something as simple as that can make a difference. Because I think a lot of us, you know, they'll just read an email and they'll just like move on. But sometimes, again, you'll see some of those people who will strategically just add in their like two, one or two sentence in an email. And it may not be anything like substantial in that email, but just seeing their name pop up in your inbox, suddenly you're thinking of them, right? So I think there's like little strategies like that. I mean, you you might volunteer to do um, um, a lunch and learn, you know, to facilitate and bring in other speakers and bring people together and say, what are some topics of interest? And let's find somebody either within this group or not. I mean, you know, there are lots of ways, creative ways where you can showcase yourself um, and and show that you're really committed and invested in the company and the work. I mean, all that counts for something. Mm -hmm. So um, be creative and come up with your own plan. Yeah. Uh, Jane, actually, one of the things that I was thinking of in my course, which I hope you'll take, is I talk about how like, even if you don't feel like you're getting that visibility opportunity, it's like sometimes you have to carve it out for yourself, right? You have to create it for yourself. Uh, so one of the suggestions I had in my course on LinkedIn was to really essentially plan out a note, your own project where you can bring other people yeah. into it and you manage it. Um, or this one that I have really like, if if you want to be more visible um, in front of your manager's eyes, for example, you can help your manager build out a visibility plan. So you are basically allowing yourself to have regular meetings with people because you're helping them do something else, right? Um, so it's just kind of, you just have to think creatively. Um, but most importantly, if you do want to take the initiative on something, you have to be able to show the value of it. Like, you know, let me help you with this project. Um, so they understand, right? So it's about okay. communicating it. And, and I think, you know, getting back to an earlier point we made, um, you know, with, with your network, especially, you know, when you start your network, it's like who, um, who in that network is a decision maker who has influence over your career um, and make sure that when you're creating that visibility plan, these people are definitely a part of it. Absolutely. So 
I have to say, I <laughs> these 40 minutes flew by, Bonnie. I mean, we're about to wrap up soon. And I just want to thank everybody who stayed. We have over 65 of you on who stayed consistently throughout this chat. And I know Bonnie and I, we're both so grateful for it. Um, Mary, I actually see your comments about communicating and not having others interrupt me. Go to Mary, go to my website because I have some courses that can specifically help you on those things with communicating, communicating with your manager, communicating with your colleagues. So I have all of that. So go to our website, Soulcast Media, to check that out. But Bonnie, kind of like as we sort of start wrapping up here, is there anything that you want to share with the folks who are listening in who really feel perhaps stuck? Maybe they feel stuck right now because they've been in their position for too long. They feel that they deserve uh, a bigger, better role. How, how what, where do you even start? You know, what do you do? Any, any tips people can walk away with? Um, I think, well, first of all, get out of the victim mentality, right. And create some kind of an action plan. Um, and what I said earlier about paying attention, what in your organization, in your department, what does it take to get ahead? Because we make assumptions that it's working with a particular client or, um, specific metrics or whatever. But sometimes working with those assumptions is going to lead you down the wrong path. So really pay attention. What does it take to get ahead where you are? And make sure that that, that you create your plan around that. You know, who has power and influence over your career? Build those relationships. And the first thing, and probably the most important, which we've kind of talked about is, what is your value proposition? That's so, so important. It's not your job description. It's how your work leads to positive business outcomes. So understanding that will help you position yourself to help others and bring value to the organization. One example of a value proposition, you can tell me this is a value proposition, Bonnie, but like, for example, let's say like you are just very good at numbers, like you're a numbers person. It's not that you are a numbers person that makes you valuable. It's like how you can use your ability to work with numbers really well and then help other people with that. I feel like that is what makes you valuable. It's not the fact that you're really good at like crunching data, you know, for example. I mean, yes, that's yeah. a very a good skill. Or um, maybe you're a technical person. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I'm always amazed because I am not. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm tech savvy, but I'm not a tech. I don't look at the world through a technical lens, through a technical filter, the way a lot of technical people do. And the value is, and and what I've seen with some of my clients who are technical like that is, they see potential solutions to problems that I would never see. Mm-hmm. because they think that way. And the value proposition can be tricky because we we think that everybody does, you know, can do what we do. That anybody can see those kinds of solutions or bring that to the table. We take it for granted. And so it takes a little work and it takes a little digging to figure out, well, what is that value proposition? Um, you know, I have some exercises in, in my book on how to how to discover that. 
but it's really, really important that you understand your secret sauce, right? Yes. Yeah. What may come easy for you? And you're like, oh, but doesn't everybody know how to do this? No, 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 no. It may be easy for you, but for somebody else, like for example, I'm not a numbers person either. I like numbers, math. Oh gosh, that kind of scares me a little bit. But for somebody else, no problem, right? So you just have to understand what your strengths are and then be able to communicate it. So I want to just kind of wrap up here. We talked about so many things, you know, summing it up to help you build the opportunity to get a promotion, right? It's about understanding your value proposition, right? It's understanding who is of quote unquote power in your organization that you want to try to know, try to build a relationship with other people. Those people probably have influence, right? So kind of keep your eye out, building a visibility plan, right? So these are some of the kind of hot button things that we talked about today. And the good thing is for those who are watching right now, this is all going to be recorded. If you RSVP, you are going to get this recording. So go back and listen to this conversation that Bonnie and I had. And I know Bonnie and I, we were just kind of like throwing a lot of things out there kind of in a conversation form. But if you actually go back and listen to what we talked about, you can actually write out a lot of the tips that we shared in this chat. So Bonnie, um, as we wrap up here, where can people find you if they want to get connected with you? Oh, uh, well, my website is Bonnie Marcus Leadership dot com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Bonnie Marcus on Facebook, Bonnie dot Marcus. I'm on Instagram um, at uh, self promote. And no, Instagram is self underscore promote underscore Twitter self promote. Mm -hmm. So in terms of actually, Cindy, I see your comment. I love a visibility plan. Um, this actually goes in line with what I talk about often with actually organization, which is about advocating for yourself and advocating for yourself. It's a lot of what we talked about today is understanding who it is that you need to align with. And of course, getting out of that victim mentality that other people are going to advocate for me. And one, more, one more point now that you you bring that up is make check your mindset. You know, when a lot of people here advocate for yourself, they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to brag. You know, that's not I, I you know, uh, that would be terrible. Um, and reframe it, reframe it as the way that you can add value based on your work to the organization. And it, it really your mindset around advocating for yourself sometimes will um, hold you back from doing the kinds of things you need to do to be visible. Mm -hmm. As um, yeah, as an Asian American, um, and actually, I'm doing a lot of speaking at a lot of big organizations this month because it is AAPI month too, and I'm speaking at a lot of organizations. Essentially, you know, empowering folks to actually better advocate for themselves. And a lot of the talks that I'm going to be giving this month is basically helping people figure out how do you advocate for yourself? How do you build that plan of like who it is? So this is a, an issue. I mean, I wouldn't say it's an issue, but it is a topic that I'm going to be talking a lot about, um, especially this month with AAPI month. But so please, everybody connect with Bonnie. Say hi to her. Drop her uh, a message on LinkedIn. But again, thank you, everybody, for staying on and listening to this conversation with Bonnie and I. I want to share, we do have a special going on at Soulcast Media right now because it is AAPI month. Our Communicating with Confidence course is now 50% off, and it's one of our specials that we're doing. I'm going to link it in the chat right now. So if you're interested in taking this course, our Communicating with Confidence course this month for AAPI, 
we're discounting it at 50% off because we want to encourage folks to take that course. In this course, you'll learn about all those things. A lot of what we talked about today, actually, is just building that confidence in yourself so you can communicate and you can get that promotion. But for those who um, joined, again, thank you very much. I do these every two weeks or so. So I'm very grateful for Bonnie joining us today on our Soulcast Media Live. We have another one scheduled in about two weeks, and that's going to be all about working remotely and how you can essentially position yourself too when you're working in a remote environment. But again, Bonnie, thank you very much for your time. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're inspired to begin improving your communications confidence, well, we'd love to help. Join our monthly communications membership where I teach a brand new communications workshop every single month. Or become a VIP member to access our best communications articles for life. Or maybe get one-on-one coaching with one of our board of communicators. We offer so many ways for you to learn and it's all housed on our website, soulcastmedia.com. Check it out and happy communicating. Thank you.